hear ye, fellow knaves and shrews of the Lord of Eyeballs' realm. Welcome back to Gem Girls, <laughs> the podcast where each week we set off upon a quest in the farthest reaches of the Gemisphere, fighting duels, slaying dragons, and giving a nary fuck, but respecting social propriety and decency. I am one half of your old-timey bar wench duo, Orphus Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matides, and today we are taking a break from pouring mead down the gullets of toothless rogues and peasants to take a gander at Gem Season 2, Episode 21, entitled Renaissance Woman. This episode was penned by the alleged child prodigy. Oh, alleged. Alleged. That's my word there. (laughs) Who gained prominence for his quote-unquote pre-adolescence films, David Wise, a.k.a. the Mozart of cinema, which is an actual moniker given to him by some filmmaker I've never heard of named Jodas Mikas. Mikas? (laughs) Weak ass, meek ass. Got it. Perfect. Weak-ass. Moving on. Oh my god. <laughs> Disrespect. Um, <laughs> so, wise guy over here is not new to the Gemisphere, uh, as you might think. He actually first appeared on our screen as, as the writer of Culture Clash, uh, which, if you don't remember, is that episode about that eccentric art dealer in NYC, Fitzgerald Honestly? Beck. Fitzgerald, Fitzbeck. That was a pretty good episode, honestly. Was it? I remember enjoying it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, chi- it was, was it child prodigy worthy? Uh, maybe not. Now that I think about it, maybe he wrote himself into the Fitzgerald Beck character. <laughs> maybe. We have to return to it for a real psychoanalysis. For sure. There's so much to learn about him through so his So much works. to unpack. <laughs> This week, he returns to write an episode the Gem Fandom Wiki summarizes as follows. The holograms and their friends attend a renaissance fair at a castle in England. The false lord-to-be, who owns the castle, and a Robin Hood-like outlaw trying to oust him, both fall in love with dance. Um, And that is dance with an S, not the concept (laughs) and or act of dancing. (laughs) Oh my god, it's just a woman I hate. Yeah, with really terrible hair. But um, back it up a second. We're backing up the truck. You know, put your brakes on or hit the car into reverse. Car metaphor, car metaphor, car metaphor. Uh, <laughs> because you can't be saying shit like pre-adolescence films, which is what, like tween films? Uh, and the Mozart of cinema without providing some fucking receipts. We did it. We're not going to say otherwise because we look into it. And David was actually... Maybe he was a child prodigy, but he was also a child of nepotism. Mm-hmm. Born to Howard Wise, the original Wise guy, the founder <laughs> of electronic arts, electronic art, singular intermix. Don't know what that is. But sounds Don't know. Cool. Yeah, it sounds... Uh... EIA, baby. <laughs> electronic art intermix. I'm intermixing with all the electronic art. <laughs> uh, that was Howard Wise and Barbara Wise, B. Wise, a producer uh, B-Wise being her rap name, which is actually a pretty good rap name. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, due to the lesser wise or the younger wise's privilege, uh, from the age of seven, he was able to start experimenting with animation and live action films under the tutelage of big name artists that we still do not know, <laughs> like Len Lai, cool name, and Stan Vanderbeek, the father of James Vanderbeek. 
Uh, is it? We do that. I do not know that. It's the same <laughs> okay. last name. Uh, it's the same a, one, yeah. Same one. I'm assuming must be of the same lineage. Uh, there can be only one Vanderbeek. Anyways, uh, he was even tutored. This is the lesser wise guy by Ursula K. Le Guin at some point. Also, don't know who that is, but still you don't. Cool name. She's a Who's really that? well-known science fiction writer. Oh, actually, now that you say that, the Ursula part sounds familiar. I know of a sci-fi writer named Ursula. Uh, wasn't aware that uh, this is she tutored the lesser wise. Uh, yeah, and also just sidebar: if we have a kid, maybe we should name it Ursula. Lucifer, uh, <laughs> uh, Lucifer, Ursula Jones, Matitti. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or Lucifer Ursula, whichever one's first. And we're also, also, Matitties and Jones can be switched, whichever one. Matitties Jones sounds pretty good. Yeah, we'll do rock, paper, scissors, but yeah, I mean, Matitties always comes first. I'm the superior being. As we all know. Yeah, all right. Superior. I'm the supreme being. (laughs) I am the fifth element. Thank you very much. All right, Uh, all right. Anyways, not the fifth element, David Wise, at the age of eight released a compilation of shorts entitled Short Circuit. Honestly, not a bad name, a little on the nose. Uh, which apparently won some awards, don't know which ones. <laughs> uh, by the time he was nine, he was also lecturing on filmmaking at universities and film societies. I don't like that at all. I don't want no. children <laughs> teaching anyone about anything, because they're I know, children. I know, don't teach me, this is weird for all of us. It's weird and it's also like, what do you know you are a child? <laughs> there are so many things you don't know that you have to be supervised constantly. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, well, good for him, I guess, good for him. It's like, hey, yeah. you know, you must, you know a lot about art, but like, what do you know about life, man? Hey, well, that's the thing, and like, life imitates art, or maybe that's the reversed, <laughs> but whatever. He's lacking the life part, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His short circuit movies were probably very um, surfacey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, they had. I mean, he, obviously, he had some good uh, tutors and such, so he probably just, you know, jacked their shit and just kind of. <laughs> I mean, okay. We don't know that. We're talking a lot of shit about David Wise over here. <laughs> no, I don't want to say, okay, for sure he was a child of nepotism. Because, like, he definitely was, right? Like, there's no way you could have two parents in the industry and not benefit from it. Yeah, no, the thing is, it's literally impossible. And even if it wasn't in a direct way, simply growing up in that environment and being able to make those not even necessarily connections because of your name, but implicitly have access to those connections because you know what the networks are, you know what the channels of information and communication are. Obviously, his birthright created the environment where he could become this filmmaking prodigy. Yes, of course. But, like, I mean, still respect on giving lectures and whatever, I guess. I I mean, maybe I wasn't there for the lectures. I'm only 17. Uh, (laughs) So... I don't know how good they were, but as we mentioned, birthrights, that's a pretty good segue into this episode because that fucking comes up a lot. Yes, it is. Um, So, yeah, let's get into it. So we open to a Renaissance fair uh, where the holograms are at a real English castle with a real English lord, uh, but not really because he isn't the lord yet. Yeah, he's not full lord. He's not a gay lord quite yet. 
<laughs> he has to turn 21 is basically the whole setup. Yes. And he's going to turn 21, I don't know, Saturday at midnight or Sunday at midnight. And it's the weekend. So it's happening. It's pretty fucking nigh. Yeah, yeah. It's like happening that day. Um, so my whole thing about this whole thing. <laughs> so this is. <laughs> go a- on. Because I was, I was waiting to get into it. Go ahead. <laughs> Let me just go into it. Yeah. yeah. My whole thing with this thing is. Um, so they're in a modern day English county, but they're constantly, like, is this Renaissance fair just like a temporary thing? Because they kind of act like they're actually in medieval times. Yeah. The blur, (laughs) the line between reality and fantasy in this episode was hella blurred. Couldn't even see the fucking line. Uh, it was... It, they're at a renaissance fair, apparently, but like you said, everyone's acting like this is day-to-day life. Like, this is the renaissance fair. There's just a fair going on. It's always the renaissance here. Yeah, I mean, there are guards with swords who will threaten you with death or uh, excommunication yeah, like, if you don't pay your tithe. Like. Yeah, and literally <laughs> fight you with said swords. There's a lot of sword fighting in this episode. Yeah. I mean, maybe it could be some, like, real, like, deep, deep... Com- like a deep, deep level of commitment to live action role playing. Yeah, there could be some serious LARPers up in Fairfax County. Uh, maybe. I was like, maybe they're in some sort of temporal warp where it's <laughs> always stayed, I don't know, 1620 in that area of England. <laughs> I don't know. But um, he comes on, like, the, the, the Lord guy, whose name is Reggie. Um, speaks from the top of his castle and he's like introducing the whole fair situation and he like introduces the holograms as being ladies of the rock and roll persuasion which i really liked uh but also my favorite part of his introduction was he's like welcome to the renaissance fair we have all these things going on we have the fair we have the archery competition and then the guy next to him has to be like, oh, yeah, dude, and the music. Mention the music. He's like, oh, yeah, we have this band from America of the rock and roll persuasion. <laughs> I just enjoy that he also doesn't care about Jem and the Holograms. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. It also, like, doesn't, clearly does not know what rock and roll is because who says that? Yeah, also because he may or may not be stuck in a time warp. We're yes, not sure. yes, yes. Um, Rio pops up. Uh, so you know we're in for a, a bad time. <laughs> so true, dude. So there's something about Rio and Renaissance Fair that just is like, oh man, this is going to be rough. Well, it's like an opportunity for him to be, to enact his to- toxic masculinity and like rage. Right. In a almost like more accepting environment because it's 1610. Like, <laughs> men can act like that. Yeah. Um, to make matters worse, dance is also there. Right, true, true. It's really uh, it's a heavy hitter combo over here. Yeah. Um, and the Lord at this point, again, says that he's turning 21 and he'll be the Lord of Carfax County. Bitches in the crowd are like, Lord, help us all. Jesus, give me strength. Is this guy? <laughs> no. Yeah, there's a strong, this guy's the fucking worst energy coming from this crowd. Uh, and you're right, it is Carfax. I think it said Farfax. Um, same thing. Same, yes, same Z's. Uh, and then we get the song Love's Not Easy. I don't really know if there's much of a transition from here to there, but we get it. Oh, because, yeah, yeah Gem and the Holograms start performing, and they do Love's Not Easy. 
Uh, which, interesting choice for a Renaissance fair. Right? I thought they were going to write a new song about, like, medieval times. Like, have a lute in it. And they're like, when I go to the fair, I am so happy or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's not bad. When I, like, when I go to the fair and I feel really fair. <laughs> I don't think Gem the Hall Rams are like, they're not on that uh, same word rhyme. No. <laughs> they're really not. They like, uh, they like an actual rhyme. Uh, so, okay, there's nothing to say about this song. There's a real, I think we, have we heard it before? Yes. Yeah, Love's Not Easy, it seems like it. I was just like, you know, confused about the song choice, but also dismayed at dance just spinning around. She's not even dancing on beat. Love's not easy, love's not easy. I mean, in her defense, there's not much of a beat to go to. Uh, you're right. She is just kind of like, yeah, jiving around all willy-nilly. Uh, I imagine that's probably because the animators were like, I don't know what the fuck this song is. I'm not going to listen to a song and try to time it. They're just like, we're just going to have her, I don't know, do some shit around the stage. Yeah, and then she ends with the worst split ever. Yeah, if, I don't know what, I, I clocked that too. And I was like, what's, she's, I don't know, it was a little, it was a little, lifeless yeah where was the pizzazz where was the oomph you know the funk very little funk on that split also i want to point out because this is the first time we get a good look at gems renaissance fair outlet outlet outlook (laughs) thank god there's not an outlet mall full of these things it's horrible (laughs) uh i thought she looked more like an arabian merchant she seemed like a like a middle eastern flair to it I don't know. I don't know why any of them were wearing those outfits. I gotta be honest with you. I didn't like any of them. Aja's kind of looked elfish, which I didn't mind, but I didn't like on her. Well, I like when Jem changes. I like her other outfit a little bit more. Only like a Robin little. Robin Hood outfit? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's better than what she's wearing, yes. I didn't necessarily like it. Fair enough. I don't think Jem um, can pull off a Robin Hood look. Jem can't pull off anything. <laughs> Fair. Um, so basically like while this whole performance is going down, uh, the Lord is looking at dance, kind of leering at her. And and this is is Lord Reginald, not the Lord of Eyeballs, let's specify. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Why do you just say the Lord? It's confusing. Yeah, like, yeah, the Lord, (laughs) the Lord of Eyeballs, honestly, is at odds with dance because she's so hard on the eyeballs. That Very it really true. makes you wish you didn't have them. And people start poking out their eyes. And the Lord is like, what are you doing now? Yeah, yeah. You're really fucking up my flow over here, girl. Uh, I also want to tie Dance's hair as being opposed. Well, that's a part of the eye gouging is Dance's hair. But I also <laughs> just feel like her hair in particular is an enemy to eyeballs. You know what I mean? Yes. You, know how, you know how like hair will get in front of your eyes and sometimes obscure your view? Lord of Eyeballs also doesn't like that. And Dance's hair would do that a lot. Yeah, so you know that picture that I sent you? Yes. 
um, where it looks like she has one hairstyle, like a little bob situation. Yeah, in it, the lo- it looks like she has a cute little bob going on. It honestly looks fine. Yeah, but then behind her, it's like fucking uh, like blubber. If blubber were yellow, or like yeah, yeah, a it's a yellow, yeah, a yellow mass of sphere. <laughs> Maybe more of an oblong situation, but still, like a carpet, an area rug, like stapled to her head. <laughs> Not even stapled, just like floating there. No, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, just a yellow surfboard in the background. <laughs> That's what her hair looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it was very confusing. I don't know. <laughs> it was like you said, hard on the eyes. My eyes wanted to stop looking at it. So I was like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Get it away. <laughs> so dance, as we've established, sworn enemy of the Lord of Eyeballs. It's probably why we hated her. Uh, yes. And as we mentioned, Lord Reggie is has the hots for dance now. Uh, then we get, and this adds to the confusion of what time period we're really in right here, because we get a very strange scene of a Robin Hood type character robbing some guards at Arrowpoint for like their tax money. Uh, yes. And his name is actually Robin Goodfellow, but he basically is Robin Hood. Yes. Uh, yeah, for all intents and purposes. And as this is happening, you would imagine this would happen as well as in reaction because Gem the Holograms being all about the establishment are like, we got to go help get those thieves. And they help yes. the, car- the guards in running after um, Robin Hood and his boy. Yes, but it doesn't work out for them because when they go to intercept Robin Hood, they just catch the guards who are all tied up. Um, and yeah, they failed at their thing. But Dance doesn't believe that Robin is a bad guy. Yeah, well, not yet, because we get this other scene, I think, maybe not yet. Dance is easily gullible, so who knows. Uh, but later that night, as, like, the girls are all packing up, and then they see that these vendors at the at the Renaissance Fair, again, confusing, because it makes it seem like they're always there, because they're like, we aren't making any money. It seemed like it was a long-standing problem, you know what I mean? Anyways. Right, for sure. They're compl- Yeah, they're complaining how they didn't make any money today, uh... Good thing, though, because Robin Hood is back to give them some of the cash he stole. Uh, and he hits on Dance, like, really, really hard. He's enamored. And I think this is where we get the, the photo that we were talking about. Yes. It's Robin Hood on one knee kissing Dance's hand. And then there's a yellow surfboard in the background. <laughs> and Dance in a, you know, purple pussycat wig or whatever they call it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I also want to point out that her hair changes like five times. (laughs) In what way? In what way? Like it goes from a bob with like a yellow surfboard, like Pac-Man ghost to like, like not so clearly defined hair. Like it's not like a purple, purple bob, yellow surfboard. It's like more blended. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, I, yeah, different yeah. versions of that, I don't know. I could see, like, I wasn't paying too much attention to Dance's hair, because as we've mentioned, I tried to generally avert my gaze <laughs> from that direction. Uh, I avert my eyes and also all of my homosexuals. Uh, <laughs> but I could see that happening, well, with the general level of, of quality of animation here. Yes, for sure. Um, so, yeah, Dance 
I think overhears. Does she overhear the conversation between Reggie and his like henchmen? Reggie and his henchmen. I thought this is where we learn that Robin Hood is an orphan lad. Yes. He's an orphan lad, and also they're, like, <laughs> I guess, and they're also planning an archery event specifically to trap Robin. Because right, Because right, right, Robin's right. the best at archery, and he will definitely win. Right, right, right. I also just, I mean, just to go back to it, I really like how they describe, or Robin Hood describes himself as an orphan lad. <laughs> I think it's just kind of funny. I'm going to call myself that when I'm, like, 50, you know? Yeah, I'm just an orphan lad. I don't know. This orphan lad doesn't know much, but what he does know is. <laughs> yeah, instead of saying I. Yeah, exactly. Or me. <laughs> Just orphan lad. Orphan lad. Also could be a superhero. Yeah. Some I'd sort of super orphan. <laughs> but a sidekick to maybe, I don't know, uh, parental neglect man. <laughs> Or woman, or woman, who knows? Or woman, yeah. Yeah, Whichever. Let's be equal opportunity. uh, To parental neglect. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we also learned that the prize money for this archery competition is 5,000 pounds. And Dance kind of clues in that they're probably trying to trap Robin. So she wants to go tell him. Yes, and yes, yes. Um, we get a blunder here because Jem okay. appears in a Robin Hood outfit, but it's like not when she actually changes into it. Oh, it's she like, wears one in this scene? Yeah, it's like totally different from the outfit from two seconds before. Oh, really? I didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, we also learned that the holograms don't know how to shoot a bow or anything because they're saying how, you know, they're so awful at it at this, um, at this, uh, Archery tournament, except mm-hmm. for Rhea, who's apparently very good with a bow, uh, because she's hood like that. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I mean Robin shoot... Hood like that. <laughs> Drive by like archery. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, use what you use, you know, whatever you can get. For sure, for sure, for sure. So, okay, in class uh, for my master's for library studies. So I was in class and like my one prof was talking about how like at one of the um, branches, some guy came in with a crossbow and shot someone in the chest. Whoa, wait. And when he said this, I laughed so hard. (laughs) And I was the only one laughing. (laughs) Oh, Joss, that's 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 beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, that is probably the most appropriate reaction, but I could see how it might turn a lot of people uh, off. I want to say, making no, it... I, they all laughed at me because oh, it was really just funny. like. But the way he said it was just so casual. Like it was, I don't know. I was like, you surely must be joking. Right, 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 right. Uh, he wasn't joking though, right? No, it happened. Oh, wow. Did he say where? Uh, in London. Really? Um, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, people are crazy here. Yeah, you go, London. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> um, so anyway, to get kind of back on track here. Uh, uh, yeah, Dance, basically, she's like, oh, I gotta go warn Robin of this archery thing. I know where to look for him. The woods. 
So she basically just <laughs> runs into the woods because obviously Robin Hood always cruising for dick in the woods, uh, as we all know. And she basically just like yells out for him and he appears. I just, it was, it was a funny situation of he's just chilling in the woods all the time. Yeah, he's like lurking in the bushes. Okay, he's, he's lurking. So that's what he's doing. Yeah, Dance wants him to lurk in her bush. Right, right. That's what I assumed. Uh, yeah, so that is, he is always just cruising in the forest. For whatever comes yes. his way. Man, yes. woman, beast. Yeah, especially beast. Oh, especially beast? I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that about Robin Hood, okay. I don't know, whatever. It's uh, it's not canon, but uh, I'll do, I do what I want. Whatever, <laughs> right, whatever, right. I do what it's I not want. Canon, but some people are saying... <laughs> the word on the street is yeah the street is robin hood bestiality loves it loves it um anyways no judgment here uh we learn yeah so robin hood is like hip to the whole ruse or robin goodfellow is hip to the whole ruse he's like don't worry dance i'm gonna go do this archery thing anyways it's the best way to get into the castle to get evidence of the lord reginald's uh, lack of claim to the birthright. Yes. There's, yeah, he knows he's not really the son for some reason. Yeah, there's some sort of secret evidence, whatever. Yeah, word on the street is Reggie is a bastard child or something like that. Yeah. Uh, what's the tea, sis? I gotta know the tea. Yeah, like, exactly. I, what's yeah. the tea about Lord Reggie? Spill. <laughs> um, so, yes. Um, Robin comes to the, then comes to the archery event, shows everyone up, which, uh, gets a lot of attention. They start chasing him. They capture him, bring him into the castle in shackles. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Dance is still going on about how he's a good person. Kimber is basically like, shut up, bish. He's a criminal. Uh, but like Kimber, which you know. No, okay. So the thing is though, Kimber does have a line uh, where she's like, you don't even know the guy. And, like, I, 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 I really wanted it to be like, you don't even know the guy, fucking relax dance. That was the vibe <laughs> Kimber was giving me. Uh, it was a good moment for Kimber, I thought. Yeah, Kimber sometimes can be quite real. Exactly, exactly. She was being super real. And dance needs to be put in her fucking place. Like, bitch, super you can't hard. dance. So why is your name dance? It's like a, it's a dead, it's a dream that died. Your parents exactly. had this dream for you and died. Yeah. Your whole thing doesn't even work. So like, you gotta get a new thing. <laughs> um, so dance is invited to dinner with uh, Reggie, who's super into her and also in like kind of a creepy way. Right, right. Dance is like a, I mean, she's a, she's a little bit snooty about it. She's kind of like, fuck off, dude. Uh, yeah. and, but Jem convinces her, like, no, dude, you go into the castle and, like, get dirt on them or whatever, we can go rescue your boy Robin, who's been yes. sealed in the dungeons there. I, I also liked how Reggie of Carfax, the lord, was like, I'm gonna seal Robin in one of my dungeons. I was like, oh, okay, dude, you have dungeons, nice. Yeah. It's kind of hot. <laughs> I mean, sex dungeon, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so before... Demon um, sex dungeon. Demon sex, yeah. That's the best kind. The only kind. That, like, the only time kind I want, but, like, let's be real. It's not the only kind. <laughs> True. Unfortunately. Um, so before Jem is kind of on board with this whole, like, Robin Hood or Robin, whatever his name is, is actually a good person, 
Um, there's a scene where Dance tries to prove it to her by showing how the guards are interacting with the vendors and basically oh, shaking right, them down right. for like yeah. 90% tariffs or whatever. Um, so the holograms see this and obviously they're busybodies. They are chronic do-gooders. They have to stick their nose in every situation and they're like, let's do the thing. Let's yeah. help this guy. I just, I gotta, I gotta point out how, like, the villagers or the vendors, whatever they're supposed to be, like, they react to the high tax rate. Because they say in, like, many different accents, like, this is outrageous. We won't pay. And it's like, <laughs> what? Where are these people from? <laughs> the guy who says we won't pay is amazing. Whatever you sell within the castle grounds is now 90%. This is outrageous. We won't pay. Very well, we just take it. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, they see, and as you as you basically just said, they kind of also have a line about how they imply like, oh, he's the lord, but he's also, you know, the person who owns all of his family's companies, which like employs the whole town. So that was like a, like a line where I was like, oh, okay, so it isn't always Renaissance times here, but you're all still acting like it. Yeah, that's so weird. Like, they're coming up to you and frisking you for, like, 20 gold shillings. 20 yeah, gold with, like, a spear to your chest. <laughs> and they're, like, they're the, they're the cops, technically. Yeah. Um, yeah, how does... Okay, and also, how can such a corrupt level of government operate in modern-day England like it's the 1600s? That's a whole thing. I guess, like, the thing is, <laughs> Renaissance Fair weekend, all bets are off. Like, for that weekend, it's like the purge or something. It's like, we have it for this weekend, and we're back to 1610 rules. Whoa, that's so and, dark. And what happens in Renaissance weekend, like, stays in Renaissance weekend, because then we go back to 2021, and that's where we are again, until the Orphus, next Renaissance weekend. That's such a good idea for a movie. I actually, like, I don't, like, I think it'd be a little bit like a lot of other movies. Yeah, but still, who cares? <laughs> when you put it like that, you're not wrong. Like, think about it. You're in London. You have, like, a bunch of, like, trashy English women, like, getting super drunk, like, English women, uh, like, English people getting drunk, shit face, like, doing pills, whatever, in a nightclub, like fucking and then like the next day it's 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 like 1600 i don't know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's a good that's a good uh, like flip and they could they could just be well i guess they'd still be drinking and fucking but without the drugs in 1610 yeah and they get syphilis right 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 it's like whoever doesn't get syphilis wins the purge or whatever <laughs> <laughs> How do they introduce syphilis back into the scene? I don't know. For like the two <laughs> days. Like... Maybe it's magical. Maybe it's a magic thing. There you go. It's a spell, bro. It's a spell. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Wizard did it. Perfect way to, like, cheat writing. Yeah. A just like your script. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, like, cheat the rules. Yeah, bro, it's magic. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, anyway, so Jem... It's like, Reggie just takes your money, and you can't do anything about it. That's so fucking horrible. She turns to Synergy and is like, listen, turn me into someone who fights for what's right. Which is you, isn't it? I don't know. This, like, that whole thing was a little <laughs> bit weird. I was like, why'd you, 
I don't know. Why'd you say it like that? Why don't you just say put me in a Robin Hood outfit? <laughs> and yeah, she is now wearing a Robin Hood outfit and they plan to get Reggie for what he's done and pay everyone in the town back. Cue song to the rescue. To the rescue. And I want to say as, you know, as we're talking about her outfit, I feel like she just looks like a really shitty swordsman character from a like mediocre RPG, you know what I mean? Nope. Oh, what, right, you don't know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting that such a difficult part of our ongoing relationship is your complete lack of most of my references. Okay, well, maybe that's a problem Maybe that's a me problem. Me. Maybe that's a me problem. Maybe that's a me problem. <laughs> that's a you problem. Not yeah. a you problem. That's true, that's true, that's true. That being said, though, I do think you would like some RPGs, dude. I actually really do. Yeah, okay, so um, I don't know if this is an RPG, but I played Cyberpunk. Uh, is that an RPG? It's more open world, I guess. I don't think it would be considered a RPG, but I kind of forget what Cyberpunk is right now. Oh, Cyberpunk 2077. I never played it. But yeah, anyway. you can give yourself, like, boobs and, like, a dick. <laughs> no, like, it's being classified as an action role-playing game, but at least not the, not the type of role-playing game. I guess I'm thinking of, like, a JRPG. Which What's is a JRPG. It's a Japanese role-playing game. And those are the ones that are more, like, you know, kind of long-ish story. A little, sometimes a little slow-paced at times. But you'll have, like, a four-person team. It's generally team-based or turn-based, I just say, combat. Uh, and you have, like, classes of characters. So like, there's generally, like, a swordsman class in most JRPGs and a lot of RPGs as well. Uh, and Jim looks like a shitty one. Hmm. Like, a little like low level. Literally, like, you know, they just started. Maybe they're at, like, level three. Yeah, her look is very whatever. All the fashion in this episode is, like, ugh, why? Yeah, no one no one really turns a look. We don't get any of the misfits, so... Yeah. No one, no one brings the fashion. No one brings the fashion. So true. It's so weird to have an episode without the misfits. Yeah, I only just realized it. Yeah. I guess this is where they're kind of realizing that they're running out of mileage with their characters. Yeah, true. We are almost at the end of season two, and then in season three, we get the stingers. Yes. But anyway, the song right, to right. the rescue is almost entirely pointless. pretty pointless i wrote not worth talking about but i guess we must <laughs> yeah we got it we got it basically it's like a bunch of like gem is having swords sword fights and stuff with the guards yeah <laughs> um gem is hiding in the bushes um yeah and swords and so at one point though i really like aja has this moment where like her and shana are saving someone and Aja just, like, throws a wall at some guys. And it's not really a wall. It's, like, an entire theater curtain. She just tears down the entire half of it and chucks it at these guards. And it's like, wow, Aja, relax. Yeah, they're pretty intense. I gotta say that um, despite you saying earlier that Gem and the Holograms are pro-establishment, they actually are quite anti-establishment. Except In when it's the American government. Right. Well, in this instance, they are. They are. It's just, I guess I was... 
playing off like their first instinct wasn't to question the fact that the establishment is, you know, uh, doing something wrong here. They're automatically assuming it is these criminals. Yes. Or supposed criminals. Those labeled as criminals. Yeah. Um... But, anyway, I don't know. but they, they are being anti-establishment here. Although, what other anti-establishment gem moments have we had? Uh, in Adventure with China, where she just like straight up snatches right. her jewelry. I think she just has a flagrant disrespect for other people's cultures. Like and that's the American. thing. That's the thing. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> uh, I think she pays reverence to the American government and institution, uh, but not foreign powers. Right, which is so American. Very American. Foreigns have no power. <laughs> it's just American territory. Tory, ah. It's just American territory waiting to realize that it is. Exactly, exactly. Every, every piece of land is waiting to be claimed. Exactly. The people who live there, whatever. They'll, they're going to love it. <laughs> they're going to love our freedom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, the holograms get all the money back to the people. Yeah, they make, do a bunch of rescues after all the rescues. Yes. Uh, so those actually happened. Yeah, exactly. uh, They weren't just, like, fantasy in the music video. And Jem insists let Dance go on the dinner date to keep Reggie busy right. so and that they could her, free and Robin. S- and sell her body. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> Jeb, you're whoring her out to this guy. I know, I know, but it was a good move. I, I respected it. It's like, yo, dude, this is a smart move. Do your thing. Yeah. Um, Dance is like, he is creepy AF, but I'll do it. Uh, so they all storm the building. Yeah. Uh, Rio's, the Rio's there as well for whatever reason. He kicks down a door. I was like, yeah, Rio would kick something right, down. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. That's his first instinct. Yes. Is to kick. <laughs> um, they're basically looking for the dungeon. Uh, cut to Reggie, who's eating at this very, very, very long table. Um, at the very head of it. Um, it looks very ominous. It does. I like. I I enjoyed how they had dance and Reggie like sitting close despite the very long table. But I would have enjoyed if they were at opposite <laughs> ends of the very long table because that'd be funny to see. That'd be so good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a whole bunch of shenanigans happens in this part. Um. They're like looking for stuff. They get caught. So Jeb asks Synergy to get horses to charge at them. Yeah, horses charge some people for some reason at some point. That happens for sure. (laughs) Um, But the guards still manage to capture Jem and the holograms. Well, actually, no, they split up. Yeah, they split up half the... Yeah, I think Jem and her posse, they get captured. Uh, But Rio, who knows how to find a dungeon, (laughs) finds Robin Hood in in that dungeon. He really tries... He sniffs it out. Um... And, yeah, that's when, I think, around when Jem, Jem and her crew get arrested and, like, put in a tower. So it's not, they're not getting put in a dungeon. They're getting put in a tower. Uh, yeah. Um, so there's a scene at some point um, where Rio is, like, they need to buy some time because they still need to find the evidence of the fact that he's not actually the Lord. 
And um, so they're like, okay, like you guys created diversion, like while I go find him. And Rio is like, I know how to buy some time. Like, thankfully, all those years of rigging pyrotechnics for your shows is starting to pay off. And I was like, isn't that the reward, like, for learning how to do pyrotechnics already, like having them at a show? Yeah, that's very true. Uh, (laughs) Very true. Uh, I, yeah, I I guess I didn't, like, really think about that, mainly because I'm never really listening to Rio. (laughs) Uh, I actually literally have in my notes, oh, great, Rio has a plane with fireworks involved, dot, 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 don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Legit read for my page. Uh, That's so great. I mean, like... (laughs) Yeah, one don't care, but like I don't trust Rio with anything that's potentially lethal. Exactly, exactly. That's my whole thing. Uh, so Rio's plan is to put like a bunch of money into, or I guess the money that they stole onto the fireworks, so that'll create a diversion uh, that will last long enough to make the lordship ceremony go through. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was like tied to time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. It, I think they just delayed the announcement. But yeah, how would that change anything? Because it was just a matter of time. That's when it kicked in. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know about that. Uh, I also don't know about like if attaching paper money to fireworks would work. <laughs> I feel like they would probably burn. And also, you're not giving out an equal distribution of money or just shooting it randomly and having like the plebes like dog pile to get it that is true it's a little like dangerous fucking, yeah yeah it's like run savages run it's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. yeah uh it would be very dangerous um but as this is all happening and yeah everyone's uh grabbing and clawing at each other for a speck of income just to supplement their hard, <laughs> difficult 1610s lives. Because that's their really reality right now, regardless. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it was 1987 or whatever. That's their mindset. Uh, that's their truth. Uh, that's their truth. That's their truth. So, yeah, Robin Hood comes flying in. Robin, whatever his name is, uh, comes in all dramatic life on a rope. Uh, and, you know, the guards are going at him and stuff. And this is as uh, we hear at one point in the episode that Robin Hood had always heard a voice in the castle, because he also grew up in the castle or something for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember that part. Uh, so Robin Hood heard in the castle a voice saying, like, check the catacombs, or like, check the catacombs. I don't know if he ever actually checked the catacombs, because Jem goes to do, goes do that as Robin Hood makes his uh, grand entrance on that rope I mentioned previously. Uh, and she finds... Basically a dude, it's like the man in the iron mask, basically. It's like, like a, it is. I imagine that's directly where they pulled it from. We find an old man type chained up behind a wall uh, in like an iron, almost like a Hannibal Lecter mask, actually. Yeah. But like he was put behind the wall relatively like recently while all this was going down. They were like, okay, we, we've held you in captivity for long enough. We're just going to wall you in and let you suffocate. Yeah, which was so intense. Uh, <laughs> and also, they've been keeping him down there for, like, 20 years. That's yeah. a, that's a long time. Uh, and pretty fucked up. Yeah, uh, this is where it's like, this shit happens in England? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, Renaissance rules. 
Right? <laughs> I guess he did it 20 years ago on Renaissance Weekend, and then, you know what? That was it. Wow. Um, so, yeah. This guy is revealed to be the true Lord of Carfax and Robin's father. Right, right. Because Jem and this old dude bust through just as Robin Hood is going to get speared by Reggie. That's a euphemism. Uh, (laughs) And, yeah, Jem busts through with uh, the old dude. Uh, We find out that they they kept him locked up for 20 years. And also, again, this is where I have in my notes, like, what year is this? Because, like, shouldn't these be people be taken to jail right now for locking a dude up? I know. Seriously. Like, these guards, like, are a private militia. Yeah, they're, they're down to do whatever, you know? <laughs> it's kind of amazing. It's great. No, they're great henchmen. I'm not saying otherwise. They must be getting paid very well. Yes, for sure. They're getting a huge cut of whatever they pillage. Yeah, and, like, good benefits, too, you know? It's, like, a a nice, comfy gig. Yeah. Um, So, basically, after all of this, Robin and Dance are sharing a moment together. And Robin is like, can't you stay here? And Dance is like, I don't believe in whirlwind romances to which i say bullshit lady i know i know i said the exact same thing (laughs) like what about that guy who like yeah that blind dude you were seeing yeah in that completely unnecessarily long period of time at the rehab facility right where you hurt your ankle quote unquote Yeah, I know, I know, I know. What are you talking about, Dance? Yeah, she's full of shit. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and we also learned that Robin Hood is the original son of that old lord. So he's yeah. going to inherit, uh, inherit the whole castle and, I guess, dominion over all the land and its people because that's what the lordship means in this town. Yeah, it's really, it's really intense. Pretty intense. Uh, and after Robin and Dance have this moment dance. i guess or yeah oh. they have a, yeah they have a dance it's true they do dance uh because this is where we get the fucking song flowers in my hair which i think <laughs> is, so is new and awful and i hate it dancing together and she has Ugh. flowers in her hair i guess <laughs> it's the most useless thing i've ever seen in my entire life for real dude all of it felt like a waste of time and i was watching I was like i had no notes to take there's nothing about this i wanted i need to say <laughs> i know it's so terrible uh, um yeah so who do we think is the baddest bitch of the episode baddest bitch of the episode uh i mean i don't know robin hood we rarely give it to some random dude but robin hood is like kind of cool in this i guess yeah uh, robin robin good fellow right robin pretty Goodfellow. great right 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 uh yeah he was a good fellow he was an orphan lad that's true a lot of points for orphan lad <laughs> yeah we love orphan lads we do love we orphan lads we don't get any orphan lads in the show. 
Very rare. There's that time that those kids... Oh, no, he wasn't an orphan, though. He just ran away from home. Yeah. There's, like, Dance's orphanage thing. Yeah, Haven but what, House. Yeah, but what lads were there? Weren't there lads? I thought it was, like, there were lads in the, There was a lads in the mix, but I never met a lad. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've never and met is a he, lad. And is he a lad if I do not know him? You know what I mean? Then That's he's just a boy. A... That's just an orphan boy. <laughs> That's so philosophical and so true. So that's the thing. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, okay, I think. Relatable on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it's pretty obvious who the weakest bitch of the episode is. Oh, Madam Dance? Charlie Dance? Yeah. <laughs> because I just hate her. I hate her so much. Hater guts. Useless, <laughs> terrible hair. Cannot dance also. Cannot dance, awful hair. She has a good face. She has a good face. But yeah, she like, had an you can't face. see it through the hair. Exactly, but again, terrible hair. She's also a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so today I heard that Wendy Williams clip of her talking about like uh Britney Spears' father. Have you heard have you heard this? No. So I think it's a little bit old at this point, but it's basically Wendy Williams, I guess, learning about, you know, the conservatorship and all the Britney Spears drama. And she says, shame on you, Mr. Spears and Mrs. Spears. You fooled me. Death to you all. (laughs) And she says the death part like she means it. Wendy Williams is a crazy ass bitch. Dude, for real, like totes cray, but it's pretty brilliant. Totes cray, mad brills. <laughs> I do think she should be kicked off the air, though. Like, this woman's so unstable and she says such disgusting things about people sometimes. That is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, I, all I can say is that it is entertaining. It is. And her whole look just adds to it. It really does. <laughs> the giant tits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, I don't know, she's, in a lot of ways, she's kind of fierce, but sometimes I'm like, yo, Wendy Williams, like, you gotta sit down. <laughs> yep. Um, maybe we should watch a, an episode of Wendy Williams for this show. Okay. That would honestly be kind of funny. Maybe, like, an, like, I don't know, like, they're very... Of the day, you know what I mean? So we have to find one that's a little bit um, timeless. Of course. The timeless classic Wendy Williams episode. (laughs) I don't know how to answer that. I haven't watched that one, Wendy Williams. What would you do if you met someone and they had, like, a Wendy Williams 10th anniversary box set DVD collection? Uh, that would be a lot. (laughs) I mean, if it was ironically... Maybe. Although, I mean, like, I did see someone for a while who watched <laughs> Wendy Williams quite a bit. Uh, oh, wow. And that's kind of how, like, I got more familiar with Wendy Williams. Oh, my God. Uh, they, like, they were, like, watching it aware that it was, like, uh, like ridiculous, but still watch it, like, most mornings. Wow. I can't imagine watching that in the morning. It was a like, lot, dude. It was a lot. That's the first thing you wake up to. <laughs> it, yeah. It was, like, amusing, but... Yeah, also a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, double W. Wonder Williams. W W. Wonder Woman. Very true. Wonder Woman, Wendy Williams. (laughs) 
if we named our kid Wendy Williams or Wonder Woman? Uh, I think if we did it, Wendy Wonder Woman Williams, then we could do it. Wendy Wonder (laughs) Woman Williams, then we could do it. That would be our child's name. Well, four W's. Exactly. Then we fall, yeah, we call her just four dub. (laughs) She would sign her name just a four and a W. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. Perfect. That'll be, we're saying it on the podcast, so it has to happen. That is our future child's name. Um, Fordub. I do like Lucifer too. Oh, okay, well, Lucifer, Fordub, Jones, Matitties. <laughs> Matitties, Jones. Well, we could also have a whole like clan of like kids with fucked up names. That is true. That is true. Uh, like Mr. Peanut, Jones, Matitties. <laughs> Mrs. Potato Head. Jones Matitties. Yeah, Mrs. Potato Head, comma, Jones Matitties. <laughs> the Mrs. Um, is her name. Mrs. is uh, technically her first name. Miss, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. is kind of a good name. Yeah, Mrs. And then we said M I S S U S. Mrs. Anyway. Uh, with all of those antics out of the way, we have reached the end of yet another episode of Gem Girls Podcast. If you liked what you heard, which obviously you did, obviously, get more of us, get your fix online as well on Twitter and Instagram at Gem Girls Podcast and check out our blog, gemgirls.com. Uh, and of course, as we always say, as you are accessing the information superhighway, Via your fingertips, because, like, the world these days, am I right? Uh, (laughs) You should rate and review us wherever you find podcasts. And, again, as we always say, by rate us and review us, we mean five stars and a positive review. That's just our podcast policy. That's the podcast we are. Yeah, that's the kind of podcast we are, and you better know it. Yeah, you just got to live with that. You just got to live with that. Uh, Um, And with all that said and done, until next time. Stay Stay outrageous. outrageous.